your Hack the Dino friends. We're here to bring friendship and love and hugs and puppies. Little bit of judgment. I am the daydream believer (laughs) and the homecoming queen, Ben Rosenthal. And I am joined here on the past, present and future of gaming news brought to you by Hack the Dino Bo. My wonderful wonderful co-host, the enabler Floppy Staric. Wow, you're just jumping right in now, aren't you? Mate, you were about to bite your own tongue off. I would. I, uh, Anto is also here. Anto, you're, you're, you're being the key cheese, cheese I am keys? Indeed, the cheese behind the keys again. <laughs> so this, tell us about week. that cheese. Why are you behind the keys and why don't you wipe your fingers, you dirty boy? I do wipe my fingers and I don't eat cheese because I'm vegan, so screw you. No, you eat you eat <laughs> mock cheese. What's that called? It's not cheese. Not, not cheese? Mock uh, cheese. Not cheese, yeah, I guess Chose? it works. It's called. No, I'm not going to say that. Substitute. <laughs> anyway, we have got a really uh, interesting show for you. Interesting because Street Fighter Six was announced during the week with a big countdown, which we're going to get into a bit later on. And it's, yeah, it's a little bit of controversy. I don't know if you've heard about any of that floppy, but it, it's... Are we talking about the logo? Yeah, we'll, we'll get into it a bit it's later a bit on. Sh- I feel like I could have done that. Maybe one of my kids. <laughs> uh, we've also got uh, other stuff to talk about as well with our words. But first, Anto... Hello. Hello. What have you been playing lately? Um, honestly, not a huge amount. Um, I started up... Well, I didn't start up. I continued my save from the first Horizon, uh, mm-hmm. Zero Dawn. Ooh, um, lovely. Why is that? Why, why are you playing Horizon? Why, 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 are you, why are you delving into Horizon? Because you should have done it years ago. Because <laughs> I should have done it years ago and I got distracted by Breath of the Wild like most of the rest of the world. Um. Was there a reason you weren't jo- enjoying it as much the first time around? Yeah, as I was telling you in the car on the way here, uh, I, for some reason, started my original run on hard mode. Um. Good. <laughs> Good. No. Always so, go baby yeah. mode. Now I've dropped it down to easy. I'm having a way better time with it. <laughs> we need shirts. Like, just says, hack the dino. Always go baby mode. And like, we'll Maybe we'll rephrase it. <laughs> Baby ass, baby mode. No, don't worry baby ass. Uh, what else? What else, Santo? Uh, not a whole lot. Final Fantasy XIV, because I'm living the MMO player yeah. life. Um, started Final Fantasy IX again with Coda. Um, and beyond that, sleeping, game hunting when I'm awake. And that's pretty much it. Fun times. But you've got something very, rather special coming up uh, in the next couple of days, don't you? Special Do for I? you and special for ev- all of us, actually. Oh, it's, it's pretty special for the show in general. Um, we've been given a review code for Elden Ring. Our first Yay! review code. First review code for the show. So That's it. We made it. We're famous. Yeah, that's it. We, uh, you know, we've made a dent, finally. So, Anto, <laughs> I believe you're going to be uh, playing it through and recording one-minute uh, thoughts and... Uh, Theories and gameplay, and putting it up on our TikTok, which is over at Hack the Dino. We have yeah, a TikTok. It's, it's not we just going to be me screaming, ah, oh God, why? I promise. Uh, I'm sure it'll be wonderful. So head on <laughs> over to TikTok and follow us there. It was. Or just go to hackthedino.com and, and press all the buttons. It was lovely. Of Phil Spencer to drop that off personally as well. It was great. Thank it you. Was. It was. It, we, he was going to stick around, but, you know, had stuff to do. He's a busy man. Like a uh, baby modes. Uh, I've been keeping on with my Arceus playthrough, uh, and I'm just shiny hunting. Just is that just, it? That, I'm just shiny hunting. It's so much fun. You just finished going. the whole game? No, I haven't. I rolled credits. I haven't finished the post game yet. So have you finished your Pokedex? No, 
No, no. And that's what I mean. Like, I, I have, I'm up to Cresselia where I have to go and catch a Cresselia. I don't know what that means. It's the pink moonbeam Pokemon. Oh, is that the legend thing? Yeah, one of them. So I'm up to catching all the legendaries and the mythicals. Uh, How many are there? Oh, that game. Isn't there like one in each game? No, no, no. <laughs> oh, gosh, no. Is there normally one in each game? No. No, oh. there's always more than one. Uh, yeah, so just going around shiny hunting. So far, I've caught like a Chimchar the other night. <clears throat> uh, I had a full-odd Starly pop up the other night, which is really, really cool. Actually, with the Starly, uh, I was flying over and I heard it go bring and saw it pop up. But then I also saw, after you roll credits on the game, um, there's some NPCs, bad guy NPCs, mm-hmm. that'll just pop up out of nowhere and challenge you. And I've seen, I've seen a YouTube clips of people getting shinies and going for it, and then they get pulled into a cutscene with this NPC oh, and they lose the shiny. Wrong. And I saw the NPC appear and the shiny appeared right next to it. I went, oh no. So I had to disable my auto save, um, save the game. And then I went above the NPC on a cliff and threw a Pokeball and caught the Starly. Oh, nice. <laughs> before it, uh, the, Do the you have cutscene. to like, wear him down? Uh, yes, I, I haven't know. played any of Arceus. Yeah, you can. Or you can just go uh, balls master out. Master Ball. Balls out. No, there's no Master Ball. Isn't there? No. I thought you got a Master Ball. No, 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 not in this game. You, you've got yeah, all the, kinds of balls. The Master Ball is a modern invention, and this is set a couple of hundred years prior. So it's just... So you're like a steampunk ball. Yep, yeah, exactly. steampunk ball. That's a good way to put it. Anyway, that's enough about that. We've spoken a lot about Arceus over the past couple of weeks. There is a game that one of us is playing. I'll let you guess who. Uh, that is very, very popular. Uh, a lot of people are enjoying it. Floppy, what yes. is that game? Uh, it is Mrs. Pac-Man. No. <laughs> I enjoy Mrs. Pac-Man. Me too. I watched the thing on how they got made the other day. Yeah, it, it was a rip-off. Yeah. <laughs> it was a and then they just went, all right, well, you can release it underground. Eh? Yeah. And they went, okay. Yeah. Made lots more. <clears throat> anyway, I'm uh, playing... Caesar, there is a Pac-Man-related question later on in the show from Dylan the Villain. So, there you go. Anyway, continue. And I watched the whole thing on Pac-Man. Ooh-hoo-hoo. I don't know what that was. Sorry. Uh, I've been uh, playing Horizon Forbidden West. Uh, now, you would have heard me talk lots over the last few years about how much I loved Horizon Zero Dawn. Mm-hmm. It was my favourite game of 2017. Mm-hmm. Uh, the reason I didn't get around to playing Breath of the Wild for a long time. Unlike everyone else on the planet who played Breath of the Wild instead of Horizon Zero Dawn. The correct way. We'll call it another way. We'll call it a way. <laughs> it's a way. But yeah. Uh, and I am loving it. Yeah. I am putting whatever spare time I can around work, uh, children, my partner, uh, and funneling it into Horizon. So I think I've done about 14 hours, which for me is huge. That, that is that is a big thing. How much? Sorry, I was daydreaming. What? It uh, might not actually be completely 14 hours because I think there was a few hours where I left it on. No, it doesn't count pause. It went out? No, no, it doesn't count pause mode. No? Okay, maybe. So yeah, and I've literally been just exploring and finding things, playing it the way that everyone else played Breath of the Wild. Just exploring. Um, just exploring and coming across stuff and doing lots of little side quests and little uh, errands and, and all the little tasks. Little errands? What does errand do? No, no, errand as in you have an errand to run. Why is she running? Errand. Errand D. What's her last name? Shut up. <laughs> I can um, do this all day. Anyway, so I know that there are a few people... Uh, Anto included, who are playing Horizon Zero Dawn at the moment. Quite a few for the first time. So I'm not going to go into too much detail about Horizon, how it ties in. Um, but it is set three months after, I think it was three months, three or five months after the end of Horizon Zero Dawn. And if you've played through the end of that and you saw what happened, it sort of takes off straight from there. And, you know, you are the, the saviour, 
but I think everyone was going to know that anyway. Uh, Do you know who else is a saviour? The 10th Doctor, because he's always playing uh, um, Horizon, because he's always yelling out, Aloy Z. I don't get it. I'm sorry. Isn't it Alon Z, not Aloy Z? I don't get it. Does anyone else get it? Does anyone get it? I don't get that. I don't watch Doctor <laughs> Who. Uh, <coughs> yeah. Uh, so, okay. So, Horizon Forbidden West starts off with a nice big... Hang your head in shame. That was terrible. Uh, a nice big tutorial area. So, if anyone hasn't played Horizon Zero Dawn, it gives you a nice little recap. Um, it's probably not a very detailed recap, but it was enough to jog my memory of everything that happened because I haven't played it for like four years. Um, and then you have an area where you can relearn or learn for the first time your, uh, your controls, what you, sort of things you can do, how to use your skill trees and your inventory and things like that. And it's, it's really good. I feel like it's really intuitive. It, I don't know if that's just me remembering stuff from the first game or if, I, if it is actually really well made and intuitive. Um, I don't know, Anto's got, you've got a, an opinion on that, Anto? I just have uh, something to add to it, I guess. Like, you guys have talked about how games should have like a dad mode, yes. or yeah. parent yeah. mode. Um, for the first time last night, I experienced like wanting a feature like that. Um, going back to Zero Dawn for the first time in what feels like maybe six months. Yeah. Um, I forgot how to play and just had to spam buttons until I knew what was going on. So I feel like the game should time how long you've not played for and go, hey, here's a quick refresher. I think that'd be really handy. Cool thing about Horizon Forbidden West, and I can't remember if it was in Zero Dawn, is there's a little tutorial notes in your notebook in your in your menu. So you can go through and it'll have a little uh, video segment and a quick explanation oh. of how to do things. Do you know what would be better? What? If uh, game companies like bought back physical manuals in their games. Nah, because then you just flick through them anyway. Like, it's, it's, They essentially have. It's just on the screen instead. No, it's on I, your I want my physical manual in my, in my Yeah, game. you want that new manual yeah, smell. Yeah, my manuals. Now just keep strategy guides and ditch manuals. I love strategy guides. No, they but, uh, but yeah, the menu system, uh, speaking of that, I think, I think it's excellent. I find it really easy to use. The skill tree is really easy to understand. Every time you hover over something, it tells you exactly what it's going to do, what you're going to work towards. Um, easy, very easy to go through and know when there's new notes that you haven't uh, looked at or new errands or quests that haven't rocked up. And you can shoot straight to your map to find out exactly where you've got to go. Um, really well put together, really well, really well done. The scenery, the visuals is uh, phenomenal. This is what I've been hearing it is non-stop about. really freaking pretty game. How is it? All right, so because I haven't played it or seen it firsthand. Yep. Compare it to um, Ghost of Tsushima. I didn't play much of Ghost of Tsushima. Right. Okay. Um, so I didn't play much of Ghost of Tsushima at all, so I'm not really sure how to sort of relate it to that. Mm-hmm. But uh, put it this way, the detail that's in there, and I, so I bought a new 4K TV end of last year. Yep. It's my first 4K TV. It was, it was, I spent a little bit of money. It was, I researched and got what I wanted and was really, really happy with how things are looking on this right now. Okay. Um, one thing I'd like to do before I get into how it looks, though, is talk about accessibility. I see Dylan Villains just asked me if I'm playing on visual or performance mode. I will get to that because there is a thing that I wanted to talk about with that one. Um, accessibility. So that's obviously been in the forefront of a lot of people's conversations around games over the last few years. I think the accessibility in this game is amazing. This, the amount of control you have over how you play. So like mapping the controller or? Not so much mapping the controller, but say more so, not say accessibility in the physical sense, 
but accessibility to say different levels of gamer. Okay. So you can go in and have a full HUD with all the information you have on the one on the HUD, or you can pair it right down to next to nothing and just swipe up on your controller to be able to show uh, the rest of your HUD that's in there. Mm-hmm. Or you can go in and turn on what's called Explorer mode, which means it won't sort of baby you through all the quests and where everything is. You will have to go out and find stuff. It'll give you a rough idea of where things go, and you can go out and find it yourself. Go back to your contracts, read those to figure out where to go. Or it can guide you step by step. Or you can have a combination of sort of the both. Mm-hmm. There is also a, a mode where you can pair a second controller and, ha- and play in conjunction with someone else who also has an account. And I, th- I'm not, I haven't really looked into this yet, but I think it's for some for people who may not have the ability to use the whole controller properly. Oh, really? I think. I'm not 100% sure yet because I haven't played around you with it. You know what? That would be a great way to stream it. Like yes, if, yeah. if someone's like, like one person's operating movement, the other person's operating like menu systems or crafting or, or like, jumping. Yeah, or, yeah. Oh, wow, that'd be great. So that was really cool to see. Like, and I haven't gone into that bit yet, but it is something I want to check out more about. So yeah, I was really, uh, really happy to see all the different ways that I can change it to play the way I want to play. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was awesome. Uh, so far, side quests and things like that. Uh, what I've been my have been my jam. There is a lot of main quest stuff that you can do straight away. I have literally been sort of stuck to my first sort of area mm-hmm. for a good six hours. That's the way to go. And leveled up and did all the little things and hunted all the uh, all the all the robot beasts and and gathered information and did all my little side quests and met all the people and talked to everyone and upped armor and upped weapons and it was just. It's made the whole process, that little bit of time there, a lot smoother on the way through as well because I'm not trying to grind and do things when I'm already under level. I haven't looked at your notes, but I just want to ask, how's the story going so far? Story's great. Like, it's really, it progresses quite well because it's also at the point where it, um, it won't let you do, it only let you do a certain amount of side quests or a certain amount of main quests before having to do one or the other. Right. So it won't let you just do all the side quests or it won't let you just do the main quests. You have to do a little bit of each. Mm-hmm. And so I had some side quests that I it actually stopped me. It paused and it said unavailable until done X mission for eat your vegetables first. Yeah, yeah. Um, But I found it really unobtrusive, and I found it quite like uh, it was enough to after I'd spent enough time in an area, it gave me a little nudge, and it was really cool. Um, Has a a couple of new additions to things like weapons and stuff, which is always the normal. Had a lot of the same weapons, which is really cool because I actually remember how to use them quite quickly. But then it has something which was 100% Breath of the Wild. You have a shield. Mm-hmm. It's cool. It's like an energy shield that pops out from your arm. Like Captain shield. America? It's got the shield wing and you glide on it. Nice. You can jump off a cliff and glide on this thing and it is great. It makes sometimes traversal because you climb a lot of stuff. It's not You can't climb everything, but you can climb a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, makes traversal up and then down, easy. You just jump off the cliff, glide down. Uh, you have a little thing called a, a focus, which is a little electronic doohickey on the side of your head that allows you to scan your environment. And um, it lets you know whose energy level is over 9,000. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, Dragon Ball Z. Yes. Yeah. Ooh, yes. Um, but it, it's what you use to be able to scan your, your beasts and then different parts on them. You can pick off parts that you can want to shoot off with your arrows to harvest specific uh, items, things like that. Um, use it to track things through through environments is just it's really cool how they implemented it because you can do a quick scan where it just sends out like a like a sonar blast mm-hmm. picks up items and stuff or you can hold it down and analyze everything but Ooh. you don't have to do either and i can't remember if they could hold it down and do the analyze thing in the first one or not or a quick blast but that might be something for anto to answer um 
It has a board game in it. Oh, really? Yeah. It has a board game in it, kind of like, uh, you know how like The Witcher had um, Whatever. Gwent? Yep, yep, yep. Gwent and Assassin's Creed had a, had a little one called, I can't remember what it's called as well. This one has in it too. And it's like a little miniatures game. Oh, really? Yeah, like, kind of like, imagine chess, but you have little miniature uh, machines that you come so across. if, like, say, for example, this game becomes popular and, and they make some money, um, I don't know, could they just throw it out there, make physical copies? Oh, my God, it's already made to do that. <laughs> like, they have thought this ahead. Apologies, I had to fix something that broke when we did something earlier, which is oh. why we've now got footage. Well, for the okay, podcast cool. listeners, don't worry. Yeah, Everything don't was fine. Look how beautiful this is, though. Yeah, it does look very, very you nice. Got some, you got all your favourite old machines from the last game, and you've got some new ones too, which are really, really cool. Um, got some other little interesting side quests, these things called Relic Ruins, mm-hmm. where you find like a de- decrepit old building. Were they mugs in the first one, the collectibles? You could find mugs, mugs and things like yeah. that. There was a few other different collectibles. But with the uh, Relic Ruins, you actually have to find uh, where an image was taken. Of the of the this this ruin, and you have to find the spot and match That's it up with the background. Exactly like that. Breath of the Wild. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's exactly. <laughs> hey, you know what? If it works, do it because it works great. Um, this is one of those things, I think. Do you know what I really like about this? For What's that? Uh, podcast listeners, we're seeing footage of Aloy hiding in the red um, oh, plantation. The bush, yeah, the, yeah. I really like how they've made it uh, red to sort of go in with her hair, so you could feasibly believe. That she is that she's actually hiding. Yeah. As opposed to like Arceus where you just duck down in some tall grass and like <laughs> anyone can see you. You're not hiding yeah. at all. Um, the machines in this are actually quite terrifying because if you make too much noise or you stand up to use your bow, they'll see you. And you know, they have different degrees of alert. Mm-hmm. Um, but then they'll come after you. But you've got uh, dodge systems and things that are really easy to use at the push of a button and flick of an analog stick. Um, combat's really fu- fluid. I love it. Why do the machines want to kill you? Uh, so there are some machines that are just they're predatory machines. Mm-hmm. There are others that have been, um, what's the word, corrupted. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not good ones. Uh, but you can also um, you can also tame some animals or some of the okay, beasts. Cool. Use them to use them to ride them and stuff like that. To obviously, I have a, a quick question travel. about traversal, um, sure. climbing, etc. So this footage is showing that you've got like a grappling hook or. A thing you can swing off of yep. arches and stuff. Yeah, you get a grappling hook. How is the climbing in this compared to the first game? Because in in Zero Dawn, it feels very restrictive, and I don't know if that's just because I played Breath of the Wild. Uh, look, anything that you play after Breath of the Wild feels restrictive because Breath okay. of the Wild you can climb everything. Yep. Yeah, but that's not normal. True. No, that w- that was that was clearly a standout. Link was basically Spider Man. Yeah. Uh, in this, you can't climb everything. You can climb more in this one than you can in the last one. And you use that uh, focus, you put out a little sonar beep and it will highlight areas that you can climb up and it's pretty easy to tell anyway. But then you, you also have a grapple which you can use to pull things like walls down or crates closer to you or move them around and jump up to you know, attach to grapple points, which is really easy to do. You just jump, press the button again and it automatically grapples up for you. I have to agree with uh, Roy Azov in the chat who said gorgeous water effects. This looks oh. really, really cool. So my personal um, belief with the Uncanny Valley or when you know, graphics will become one-to-one mm-hmm. is that when they get hair right, which, you know, we're on our way, when yeah. they get teeth and eyes right mm-hmm. and when they get realistic-looking water. The water is And I think good. the water has already checked one off. Yeah, we this just need is... to worry about hair, eyes and teeth. This is playing, I don't know what they're playing this on or at, 
but it's pretty amazing. So when it comes down to what I'm playing at, so there is uh, two different modes you can play on. You can play in fidelity mm-hmm. or you can play in performance. Fidelity is 4K, HDR, and 30 frames a second. Yeah, and from what I heard, a lot of people are choosing that because the 60 frame per second is just a little bit... Uh, not not. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, right, I'll get to that because the other one is... Oh. You lose your 4K, lose your HDR, but you get 60 frames. Right. So I spent. I, I always choose Fidelity. I just bought a 4K TV. I want to see things in 4K. Yep. That's that's what I bought it for. Um, but I spent about an hour the other day just fl- spending 15 minutes on Fidelity and then flicking it over to performance because it's really easy to do. Go to your menu, flick it over. Mm-hmm. And playing 15 minutes of that and going back and forth between Fidelity and performance. And for me personally, the performance mode at 60 frames a second, unplayable. Really? I hated it. What's wrong with it? It looks like Keystone Cops. Wow. Now, I don't like 60 frames, though. Right. I don't like playing things at 60 frames. This is the first time I'd really tried. Uh, To be honest, anything over 24 frames looks a little bit odd to me. Um, But I... I think that might come from the fact that you're a bit of a movie buff. Yeah, Um, exactly. Like all films and movies, twenty-four frames a second. Your your sort of jam. So yeah, you know, sixty frames is probably quite jarring if you're used to watching things at twenty-four to thirty. The thing that got me the most about the sixty frames was that it um, a it looked faster. I know that it's not, but it was just a a a trick of it was tricking my head into thinking smoother. No, it looked faster. Okay. It looked now. I'm not saying it was faster. I'm saying it's the way it tricked me. And the background kept blurring in and out as I moved. It appeared to be moving too quick for it to stay uh, crisp. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I did not like it. I, uh, now, I've never played another game at 60 frames like and gone back and forth like that. So, my opinion is purely based on this. Yep. So, it is something that I'm looking forward to trying on something else and seeing if it was a unique experience or if it's me just being an old man and I don't like 60 frames. How people play at 120, like, forget about it. Like, yeah. Damn young people. But yeah, I I was finding it really hard to aim and do everything because it was, it appeared to be moving quicker than I thought. Wow. Um, So the argument I've heard about, uh, well, from one of my friends who was playing it, uh, similarly playing 30 frames per second in 4K, uh, he was actually really disappointed the fact that uh, this is supposedly next gen mm-hmm. and we can only get 60 frames per second in 4K with these, you know, powerful machines. They, they're still not up 30 to frames that. a second in 4K? Yeah, but like we can't go 60 frames in 4K. And that was a, a sticking point for him. He's very visually orientated. Yep. Like he's a, a graphics type person um, and he's a console gamer. So yeah, whatever. Uh, what, what What's your opinion there? Like, is it, so disastrous that it sort of like uh, puts moot uh, the whole next generation of uh, video games? Or? Definitely not. It's definitely the prettiest game I've ever played. Because, uh, I mean, this is available on the PS4 as well, right? PS4, PS5, So Series is it X. truly next gen? Like, Are, are we going to have that argument where if it's on the previous generation, it can't really truly be? Oh, no, so I believe that this was made for PS5 and Series X and they've got a peeled back version for the PS4. Right. I've seen side by sides. They don't look the same. Right. I mean, they're not far off, but... You know, I'm sure they're on a 4K PS4 Pro, it'll I'm sure it'll run somewhat similar. Yep. I don't think it'd look that great on a base PS4. No. Uh, I think it would struggle. But yeah, I do think it's next gen. I, I think it was made to take advantage of uh, the power of the PS5 and the Series X. If you had to give it a score so far. Score and review. A hack the dino score and review so out of ten. Just out of the what I've played so far? Yeah. Eight and a half, nine. Nice. Mm. Pretty good. There's been a couple of little things, like the only things that would have 
pulled me out of it. There's been a couple of little um, sort of weird glitchy parts where I've gone through things. Mm-hmm. Like I've jumped up onto a ladder and when you swing, I've actually swung through the, the rungs that were below me. But hair's gone through things, but that's it. That's normal. That's normal yeah, for any games. I, I think that's pretty normal for open world games of this magnitude. Like I was playing uh, Zero Dawn last night and I can't remember what the name of the monster is. It was one of the alligator monster things. Yep. Um, one of those ran into another one that was attacking me and shot it directly up into the air, and I took some footage of it. But <laughs> Did you yeah, then shoot like it Stuff in like the that's just going to happen. <laughs> so overall, recommended? Oh, yeah, Series X. I kept saying Series X. Oh, uh, did you? Yeah, it's freaking PlayStation. I yeah. wasn't listening. No, I wasn't really paying attention to what I was saying. I was just talking about next gen. I was just thinking about big, big old robo dinos. And if you like robo dinos, you can head on over to hackthedino.com where you can see all the stuff we do, such as uh, heading on over to Spotify or iTunes or Stitcher or any of those things and leaving us a nice review for our audio podcast happenings. Uh, Spotify now do... Um, the, the review thing as well. So if you can leave a five stars for us over on your Spotify on your phone, that would be amazing. Uh, Balls? But, uh, sure. Uh, you can also head on over to and see our Instagram and Facebook and all our other socials. I mentioned our TikTok channel up there before, which is growing quite nicely. Or head on over to twitch.tv backslash hack the dino where you may be watching it live now. Hello, chat. You're awesome. Speaking of the chat, we are robots. who just said that there's a patch apparently coming out today that fixes some visual issues with some of the modes on Horizon. So I'll be so, keen to check that out. Yeah, head happens. on over to hackthedino.com to see all those patch notes. <laughs> Speaking of patch notes... Uh, something was released during the week. Something that we've been waiting a while for. Oh, yes. And that little something is the next-gen patch for Cyberpunk 2077. Uh, <laughs> all reports, I've not downloaded this yet. If you have it on uh, PlayStation, uh, PlayStation or Xbox, you get a free upgrade to the next-gen version. You just have to download it. It's not an automatic download. You physically have to go into the store no and cost? download it. No cost. That's good. This is a free upgrade, which is the least they can do. Uh, from all reports, it is closer to the game that it was supposed to be at launch. Oh, cool. Uh, they've made a lot of uh, quality of life uh, improvements. There's obviously no horrendous glitches like we saw before. And romance partners now have the ability to send you nudes. So <laughs> the real important part of you know City Project Red, you, you know, really bringing that world to life by by having consensual nudes being sent to you. What, Anto? What do you think of nudes as a concept? Or <laughs> sure. Um. Yeah. No comment. <laughs> good. That, that's a that's a good comment like, to have. I'm keen to see what some of if the... you're a consenting adult, do what you want but I don't think it needs to be in video games. <laughs> Just remember, it's on the internet forever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yes, Bobby? Uh I was going to say, so I know quite a few people that have played this, and I know, and there's been such a, a varied uh, range of opinions. So some people have really enjoyed it. Some people couldn't play it. Some people have thought it was fine. Uh, so I'm really keen to see what is the reaction from the people that really enjoyed it compared to the reaction of I people that couldn't play it, it before. I streamed it for about two hours uh, when mm. I first got it. I got it 20, for $20. <laughs> That's great. Mm. Uh, streamed it for 20 hours. To me, the world was just empty. Mm. Like, they, they said this futuristic cybernetic city. You know, the gameplay was fine. It was whatever. It was your basic you know, RPG. Um, but yeah, the world just seemed really lifeless and empty. Uh, one thing that really took me out of it was you would... they You know how 
games like this just copy NPCs yeah. and cut, copy, cut, copy. They they must have had only about four different uh, NPC designs because I kept uh. seeing the same NPC who wasn't the same character just pop up in a bar. Then he'd be downstairs as a homeless guy. Then he'd be, I'd catch the train somewhere and go to a completely different level and he'd be there as a different guy. Uh, and that just really, you know, hurt it, I think. Um, I think I will get the upgrade because it's free and I may actually give it a go. Uh, if I find some time to stream it, be uh, be the old streaming person on the old Hack the Dino channel at some point. Um, that's the thing about streaming here on Hack the Dino. We don't really give out warnings. We just pop up and go, hey, stream time. <laughs> yeah, well, there's no planning involved. i tell you what, I know someone who's really looking forward to this. Yeah. Uh, my partner. Yeah? Yeah, V was she, was, she had a really good time with Cyberpunk. You're just not sending her enough nudes. That's More specifically, she had a really good time with Judy on, on Cyberpunk. Oh, I see. <laughs> Is I it because she's got the same name as the protagonist? <laughs> no, she had, she had a really she really dug Judy. Yeah. Uh, pretty sure it's the uh, background on her on her uh, PC. Okay. Maybe maybe I'll let you know how these nudes go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but like looking at this this video, like I feel like the UI just feels lazy and messy. Yeah, that's a fair call. I mean, once you're in the game, it, I really it, should give it a shot now. Yeah. I, I didn't so. give it a chance before just because there was too much stuff going on with it and I had other things on. Well, I did see a new copy uh, in the local game store for about $30. So I well worth the punt, I won't think. say that I've already got one sitting on the shelf at home. <laughs> that cost me nothing. Do you know what else you may have at home, Floppy? Well, you'll have at home uh, as of the 27th of this month, which is just in a couple of days. Okay, what's that? And that is a, a present from Pokemon. As a Pokemon present is coming on... Oh, sorry, it's a Pokemon Presents. Oh, I was going to say, I don't think I'm that good of friends with Pokemon. I am. Uh, so we're getting uh, basically a Pokemon Direct, 14 minutes uh, long, uh, where they're going to be announcing something as part of the 26th anniversary of uh, Pokemon. Do you have a prediction as to what they're going to announce? I mean, it's a long shot, but... You reckon it's going to be Gen 9, don't you? <sighs> the Sword and Shield... So, uh, Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl doesn't have any battling in it because it wasn't made by Game Freak. It was sourced out to another dev company. Mm -hmm. And the worlds are currently being played on Sword and Shield. Okay. From what I've heard from Pokemon Circles, that's getting pretty tired now. And, you know, Pokemon being the highest selling franchise in the entire planet, uh, they used to have a three-year break in between generations. I think they're pushing that a little bit more. So they'll either go Arceus DLC, which is heavily rumoured. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Uh, they will go a... like. I don't think they'll do another remake this soon. Um, so they need a November release. Yeah. Like they need a November release. Can I give year. you a, an option for it? Or you tell, I'll give you a secret option C. Okay, so Arceus DLC. Yep. Uh, or they will go Gen 9 and announce Gen 9 for November. Uh, or a third one, which I had in my head and I've forgotten now. So forget it. I'll, it'll come back to me and I'll be right. Port of Pokey Park. Pokey Park. <laughs> that game's rubbish. I didn't say it was a good As Dan McGinnis used to say, nah, that's Rubbo. That's Rubbo. You know how often I use that now? Bloody I always say Rubbo. Uh, yeah, so I'm pretty excited to see what they've got in store. 14 minutes, it makes me think that they're going to focus just on one uh, release detail. Uh, I've, I've got a good feeling that it might be... I reckon it'll be DLC. You reckon? Yeah, I'd almost bet one of my children on it. Well. I said almost. Oh. I'm not a total animal. Total. Um, do you know who is a total animal? Oh, sorry, Anto, what do you think it'll be? <laughs> You're still here, right? You mean the Pokemon Presents stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, honestly, considering it's only 14 minutes long, 
I feel like we're going to get a trailer for something. Mm -hmm. What that is, I don't know. And the rest of it is going to be a Pokemon Go update. So they have... Uh, is Pokemon Go still happen? Yeah, yeah. There's a big thing on tomorrow. I, I didn't mean is it still happening. Like it's still, I know it's still a thing. Is it still on the up and up? Like, is there still more and more people joining it? Um, it's I, making bucket loads of money. Yeah, if that's it, your it question. still makes billions per year, but I don't think it's sort of peaking the way it did back in like 2017. That's a good point. They're still are, doing events though, right? Yeah, there's one tomorrow. Um, the big it? yearly event uh, okay. where they, it's a 12-hour event, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m., uh, this one's focused on the Johto region, which was the Gen Two Pokemon Johto, uh, and it's you've got to you pay twelve bucks or whatever it is, and you have to go out and hunt every single Pokemon. And there's a height and you shiny. You have to pay rate. to go and do work. Yeah, it's not work; it's fun. Uh, we are robots. In the chat, has said Pokemon Sleep. We of course heard about this about two years ago, and then it never Ooh, eventuated. What was uh, that? There has been some Pokemon Sleep data found in Pokemon Go. Uh, data miners have found that so that's possibility as well that's coming along was that um, a sleep yeah, um, app basically yeah creepy uh, so yeah, there's lots of possibilities as to what it could be the fact that it's only 14 minutes long I think it'll be as Anto said maybe one small trailer for update and then focus on November's release there'll be or some good puns we could get in like there. an augmented reality re-release of that peripheral that Nintendo had for dentist's office where it gasses you when you encounter a coughing that'd be great what? Roy, as of in the chat, has just said a Pokemon Ranger remake. Oh, that could be cool. That could be cool. They are good games. Was that the DS ones? Was it? Yeah, yeah. Blue you, you and. Them. Yep. Oh, no, that's Mystery Dungeon. Mystery, Mystery Dungeon. Oh, Mystery which Dungeon. they already remade. Mm. Uh, something that's not been remade, but brand spanking new, was a big old counter that came out at the end of last week. That was an impressive counter. It just popped up out of nowhere. It was uh, cool. And no one knew what was going on. Capcom released it. And oh, I knew. We had trip. Did you know? Or yeah, of course I knew. Like, really? Yeah. Like, it's a genuine question now, because I know you, you <laughs> do actually it. have context in the gaming industry. <laughs> no, I did not know. <laughs> um, so Capcom released it. People were thinking either Resident Evil 4 remake announcement, but as Triple Indie, one of our uh, Patreons, suggested in our Discord, which you can join by going to hackthedino.com and clicking the Discord button, uh, suggested no, it's coming at the end of... Uh, the Street Fighter tournament that they have every year. Mm. Uh, and he was pretty certain it was going to be Street Fighter 6. He was very certain. So at the end of it, and the uh, countdown uh, uh, reached zero on Monday, Monday morning yeah. in Australia, uh, we had... Um, oh, I've skipped a bit. I'll get back to that. There was the lead uh, up to the it. The reveal of Capcom Fighting Challenge. So you know how we had the 20th anniversary or 30th anniversary Street Fighter with all the Street Fighter games. Yeah, I got that. That was really cool. Really, really cool. They've done that with a lot of their other arcade fighter games. So they were getting Darkstalkers and Night of Warriors, Night Warriors, Darkstalkers Revenge, Vampire Savior, Vampire Hunter 2, Vampire Savior 2, Red Earth, Cyberbots, Super Gem Fighter Mini Mix, Super Puzzle Fighter 2, and Hyper Street Fighter 2. It uh, also features legends from Capcom's competitive arcade gaming history. I've heard of one of them. I look, there's some that was never released in uh, the US outside of Japan. Was it nine of them? <laughs> uh, no, these were released. So this is during the uh, the fighting craze oh, around Marvel cool. versus Capcom. Yeah, the graphics. This phase of Capcom making fighting games is just brilliant. Big, beautiful, comic-inspired graphics. Um, fluid uh, yeah, gameplay. Sword. Just amazing. I highly recommend everyone get this. They're also bringing out a double pack with the Street Fighter um, collection as well that, that, that looks, looks cool. really really nice as someone who collects Street Fighter uh, games I, I'm fully tempted to get that but before we get on to anything else uh, Anto what do you think of the uh, the Capcom collection 
I'm super pumped for it. Like, I think uh, Indy in our Discord is probably a little bit more into fighting games than I am, oh. especially now. Yep. Um, but I I grew up sort of when arcades were still featuring games like this. Um, you know, the arcade scene in the UK started to die off a little bit by the time I was old enough to go and experience it myself all the time. Oh, you poor thing. It's because you're a baby. This is super exciting to me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's really funny that... Um, a lot of people go, oh, Super Puzzle Fighter 2 Turbo, what, where's the first one? Um, there never was. It's just a play on <laughs> yeah. the whole Street Fighter 2 getting 2,600 bloody versions. Correct. That was an ongoing ah. joke back then as well. Yeah. <laughs> like They just refused to bring out Street Fighter 3. It was Street Fighter 2, Street Fighter 2 Turbo, Street Fighter 2 Champion Edition, Street Fighter 2 Hyper Fighting, which was Turbo. Uh, Street Fighter, new Street, uh, Super Street Fighter 2, New Warriors, Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo, uh, it just went on and on. Hyper fighting, yep. Rainbow Edition, the new challenges. Ah, uh, no, no. Rainbow Edition was a an Rainbow was hack. A, a hack, yeah. of course. But like, I think the hyper fighting ones came out after that because of the increased game speed or something. No, that was uh, so hyper fighting came out of champ after Champion Edition yeah. to increase the speed, uh, and they were called Turbo when they were ported to consoles. Uh, I played okay, Street cool. Fighter Two on my dad's PC. Yeah, and it was slow as hell. Uh, yeah, which meant I could do it. Um, but <laughs> well, it also I mean, after the show floppy, we can just go to my arcade cabinet and play every Street Fighter game. But my mate and I used to play two-player, but one of us had to use the cursor keys and two other keys. The other one had to use WASD. And you said you'd both try and share a keyboard. It was so fucking hard. Man, I remember doing MAME emulation on my first laptop uh, and playing Marvel vs. Capcom 1 with, with like one keyboard at college and stuff. It was just so stupid. Um, but to answer Ben's question, I'm very happy this is coming out. Yeah, um, I can't wait to play some of these games. It's going to be so good. Like yep. online, they've confirmed um, rollback netcode. Yeah, rollback netcode is the best online fighting netcode you can get. And to explain what quickly what rollback netcode is, I can't explain it in super technical terms. All right, um, good. Well, I've got a I've got a <laughs> description here if you want me to go for go it. Go for it. Uh, rollback <laughs> netcode eliminates the delay by predicting your inputs. The game will attempt to predict your input by itself and will show that input to the enemy player. So basically, it's that sounds, psychic. That sounds Unlike bad. Delay based, where it just doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't it a bad thing? No, no, it's a good thing. But you don't want your opponent to know what you're going to do. I'm not going to show you the buttons they're pressing. Like if I go. Uh, Jumping kick into a uh, shuriken. That's a pretty common con uh, combination. So it'll predict that's the move that I'm making based on my gameplay and then okay. do it so there's no lag in between. Oh, it'll predict your move and do it for you. I yeah. thought you were saying well, showing no, no, your opponent your yeah. move. So basically, it's a way to mitigate lag. Between this is why I didn't want to try and explain it because it gets confusing real quick. Anyway, Street Fighter <laughs> 6 got revealed next. <laughs> and already there's controversy. So it's just a teaser trailer. Uh, but Street Fighter 6 is on its way. Uh, a lot of people were really excited. It looks like that hot Ryu, um, which is Ryu without a top on. He doesn't look hot. Oh, he looks kidding? gross. No, he, he looks, looks fucking sexy as shit. He looks pretty hot. He's look very sweaty. Feet. Ooh, Ooh, why has he got gorilla feet? Look at this big old beard. It's freaking hot Ryu. And I can guarantee he stinks like crap because he's just... Crack or crap? Oh, either. Uh, but he actually looks Japanese, which is a nice change because he is actually Japanese. Yeah, he doesn't look like an American dude for once. Uh, but yeah, it's good to see uh, Hot Ryu as the uh, the base skin. Uh, what's not good to see is that logo. It is a do you, now. So we've talked about this in the Discord all yes. week. Yep, all week it's been going on about. Brian Altano's tweet made me laugh so hard, and he was the first one I saw this, and mm -hmm. he just tweeted. Looks like Street Fighter's got six emails. Yes, <laughs> yeah, it looks like notifications. Um, but I then, think Anto put up a 
Yes, Anto or uh, a Triple Indy in the chat, or maybe it was Michael Towns. Uh, we can see it on screen now. On the left-hand <laughs> side, we can see the Street Fighter Six logo. Yes. And on the right, we can see an Adobe Premiere. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Free logo? Yep, stock photo. Stock Just a stock art. <laughs> they are almost identical. It's ridiculous. Um, also, it is such a change from every other logo they've had, which have followed a very specific Now, I formula. can understand the logic in that. So after Street Fighter V launched rather poorly, uh, the leads were changed. So the leads for the Street Fighter were moved on to other projects mm -hmm. or moved along altogether. Uh, and a new team of devs came in and programmers came in to start Street Fighter V. And it, it, Street Fighter V became good towards the end it with did. their ongoing patches and, and whatnot. Uh, so that's the team now responsible for Street Fighter VI. And I think by choosing a new logo, they're showing that sort of these people who have been part of the Street Fighter mythos for decades are no longer there and they're making a new start. You're right, but they chose a logo from Google Images. Yes, they <laughs> did. Yes, yes, yes. So I can understand what they're doing, what they're going for. But this isn't the first time Street Fighters had issues like this oh really again as triple india resident street fighter uh fighting expert brought up in our discord hackthedino.com uh street fighter 3 when it was first announced wasn't called street fighter 3 it was just called 3 and was met with a barrage okay. of disapproval and they later changed it all to street fighter 3 i'm pretty sure they also I have a subtitle New Generation Correct. as well and like Ryu and Ken weren't in it no no Ryu and Ken were the only uh, returning characters That's everyone right. else yeah. was new uh, and then with um, the subsequent uh, additions to it they brought in uh, Chun-Li and, and all the fan favourites um, yeah so I don't think this will be the final logo I think it's a something will be re replaced or, or reworked very very quickly uh, especially because it's so close whether uh, it was just someone stealing <laughs> from stock footage or so not. So weird. Uh, well, I yeah. think, you know what I think? I think it might be an interim logo. An interim logo? Yeah, mm. no, I think so as well. Placeholder. But why would you do that on an announcement trailer? I don't know. I can't <laughs> have all the answers. See, I think personally it looks like a bad NFT. Whoa. Maybe we get into the NFT game. A nift. A non-fungible token. But I wanted to show you something really quickly, if that's cool with you guys. Sure, hit the us. The logo itself is terrible because it just completely loses the design language of the rest of the series. That's kind and of what I, I think I was that's important. Um, so this is what everything's looked like so far. Yep. And then you've got Adobe Fighter 6. It's basically stock footage 6. Yeah, yeah stock footage 6. Like, it's See just, what I mean? I don't know. You'd think they would have caught, kept some of the design style or some of the colour. Yeah, even the palette. And, and just not lost everything. But again, I understand what they were going for here. I don't know if I do. Uh, they were showing it's a new start. Um, again, Royal Azov in the chat has said it's remind them of a UFC Opticon, which is another mm. discussion I believe you had with okay. um, uh, Triple Indy in the chat, Anto. Yeah, um, Indy was saying maybe they're leaning into the whole, you know, UFC has become a very popular thing in the last... Never heard of it. I don't know, seven or eight years. Um, I hope they don't do that because, you know, Street Fighter's always had a touch of the mystical and wacky and very sort of anime-inspired stuff. Mm -hmm. um, That's what I love about and it. And I, I feel like in a market where you've got, you know, Street Fighter, King of Fighters, um, Dragon Ball Fighter Z, you've got anime fighting games that go balls to the wall crazy. We just got King of Fighters. Huh? We just got the King, new, yeah, no, King, King of King Fighters. Yeah, King of Fighters 15, I think, just yep. came out as well. But, like, in an environment where UFC already exists as a fighting game, you don't need another game to do that, maybe. 
I don't know. I've got some opinions. Sometimes they don't make sense. I'm running on... I've been awake for three hours, so... <laughs> Good. Do you know what else has been awake for three hours? And more? This guy. Us. And what's this guy going to talk about now? Ooh, we're going to talk about some hot stuff. And some hot crap. Wow. <laughs> we're talking about my... Oh, I don't know. I wish I'd oh, yeah, I wish I'd jumped in a little bit sooner. Yeah, uh, we're talking... We've got 12 of the best and worst. That's six of each. Movie tie-in games. <laughs> now, usually when you hear movie tie-in game, you get a little bit of sick in your throat because you know it's going to be bad. Yep, yep. But there are some good ones. There are. There are some great ones. <laughs> a... Not a movie tie-in game. That was a movie made from a game. All right, you know whatever. if you scream Mortal Kombat loud enough, you're legally allowed to kill someone? Really? <laughs> Sweet. Um, so I'm going to explain the conditions now. This is my list. There will be people who disagree. Don't care. <laughs> uh, this is my list uh, that I have made from, from games that I feel are the best and worst movie tie-ins. Mm-hmm. Uh, there have been some notable uh, ones that are missing of mm-hmm. which I'll address. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have not included any Star Wars games or Lego games because I feel like even though they're movie tying games, they could have a list of their own. Yep. There's so many of them. Yep, yep, yep. So we're going to go from six to one mm-hmm. and we're going to skip from the best and worst of each of each one. So starting it off, and I bet you, I know some of you will know what I've put this in there. Game Boy Dad, I'm looking at you. <laughs> uh, the sixth worst movie tying game is Fast and Furious Crossroads. What a game. May I, I don't even know if I need to talk about it. I've talked about it so much on this thing. What a hot piece of trash. This came out uh, 2020 uh, for the PS4 and Xbox One. However, somehow contains PS1 gameplay, <laughs> PS2 and PS3 graphics at times, and a hacking car. <laughs> uh, it, it was a hot piece of trash. We're a big fan of hacking cars here at Hack the Dino. If it, it's the natural progression of, of being an extinct animal and uh, being a, a big car, which you ride. Yes. Now, what I should have said is also all of these games are either... Look at, look at Vin Diesel. All yeah, these I think games my are pecs need to be bigger. Either... Uh, look a, at those teeth. I was talking before about the Uncanny Valley. She's got the teeth lollies in, I think. Um, these are all games of actual movies or to fit into movie series, if that makes sense. So I'm not doing just movie characters and things like that. Yeah, they look horrible. Um, this game was... I could not play it. I tried. It is so bad. That is a PS4 and Xbox One game made in 2020. And look at it. Oh, needs more you rocket ships. the problem with this is? There's what? a lot. Of, there's a lot. It wasn't developed by family. <laughs> oh, go away. No, don't encourage him with that. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll skip that one and we'll go to the number six of the best movie tie-in games. Mm-hmm. So this one goes all the way back to 2002. It came out on the PS2 and Xbox. Uh, and it is a the game set after John Carpenter's The Thing. Oh. So this is written as a sequel to Anyone in the John chat, Carpenter's The Thing. Anyone listening, if you have not seen The Thing, this movie still holds up today. And I encourage you, I implore you, please go and watch it. It is fantastic. Now, I do believe this was canon. I don't. I think that's been retconned now that it's been an actual uh, sequel filmed. Oh, really? Yeah. There John was Carpenter sequ- have anything to do with it? Or they just, uh, the I'm not sure. Went, hey, we like I think money. they just made another one. Or, this, or no, it was a prequel. You're right. Someone in the chat just said it was a prequel. That's right, because it was ended up with a dog. I know what you're talking about. 
so this has made us a sequel to John Carpenter's 1984 film. It's a third-person action-adventure shooter. There are multiple NPCs in this that can be a part of your team and you can control them as a team, mm-hmm. giving them orders and things like that. Uh, and they act on a fear-slash-trust system. So if you do things, if you just go in guns blazing and act a little bit crazy, they actually think you're a little bit crazy and they're either not going to trust you, they're going to try and kill you, or they're going to off themselves. Off themselves? Yeah, they will. If they think think you are the thing and you're going to get them, they'll off themselves. Oh, that's yeah. It's it's actually really really cool. It dictates whether they work with you or try to kill you or things like that. It is phenomenal. Now, yes, it is PS2, so the graphics do look old. Still look better than Crossroads. <laughs> Again, watch this film. Like, yeah, seriously, great. watch this film. Uh, there was also a really really cool comic book series uh, back in the early two thousands where they basically just ripped off the entire plot, but instead of the thing, it was the Venom symbiote. <laughs> and no one knew who the Venom symbiote was. Yeah, nice. Yeah, really, really cool. Um, John Carpenter's movie, actually a remake of an older movie anyway. Oh, really? Yeah. Cool. Uh, I haven't seen the old one, but I've the seen The only John thing I have to add to um, anyone playing The Thing now, obviously it's a game from the PlayStation 2 era. Mm-hmm. So, you know, don't go in expecting cyberpunk levels of anything. No. Well, it depends if it's the first cyberpunk, like without <laughs> if the it's, patches. If it's then. the original cyberpunk, <laughs> yes. Um, famously, though, if you find it on PC... Don't buy the PC version. Oh, um, PC port was terrible. Famously busted. Um, the mechanics to like test your blood to make sure you weren't infected just outright don't work. Um, so it's can, again like Cyberpunk 2077. Yeah, without you can any get like patches. a positive result on the blood test and then five seconds later, the person you tested transforms into a monster and kills you. It's <laughs> ridiculous. All right. All right, moving right along. Number five, worst game, movie tie-in. Alien Colonial Marines for the PS3 and the 360 came out in 2013. Uh, this game's hot trash. Uh, <laughs> real, I was really looking forward to this game. You were, I remember. Because I really liked um, Alien vs. Predator, which is one where you could play three different storylines. You could play as an alien, you could play as a colonial marine, or you could play as a predator. And this came out after that. I was like, mm, great, another alien game that is fantastic. This is what we got. This buggy piece of shit. So this is supposed to be a sequel to the second film in the series mm-hmm. and the planet didn't blow up. It was the reactor blew up, but the planet um, the planet survived and another group of uh, Marines went to find out what was going on, find aliens. Uh, it has atrocious AI. The aliens will sometimes just walk past you like they were looking for keys in the dark or something or they will just stand still and wait to be shot. It's my kind of game. Uh, worse is the story where it has you fighting humans more than aliens. Go Boring. figure. No, because the real monster are humans. Just like The Walking <laughs> the Dead. Real the, rules, the real the zombies are humans. Humans. Um, yeah. humans are bad, everyone. Ooh, edgy. I think this got made worse because it was it got a bit of hype and everyone was quite like excited. It had a really cool collector's edition that came out with it as well. Hype. Always the killer. Always the killer. It's something Dan always used to say as well. Hype is a bad thing. Yeah. Just I mean, it shadow can be. drop it, everything. It can be. It can be bad. No, well, that's it's not, always, it's not always bad. That's why Nintendo do their Nintendo Directs now. Like mm-hmm. When we last got that other one, it was like, oh, yeah, there's a Nintendo Direct tomorrow. See ya. Yeah. And they did that because they used to announce it a week ahead of time and people got their expectations up. And then when those expectations, which had no basis, weren't met, they uh, got their panties in a twist and started sending death threats to Nintendo. So Nintendo went, all right, you get like 20 hours notice. Screw you guys. Yeah. Um, 
Number five best game though, Ben, I reckon you played a bit of. Would you like to chat about this one? So yes, I did play this. I used to come home every day after school with one of my friends. We'd walk home from high school and we'd sit down and we'd play this bad boy, Goldeneye 007, complete with the dodgy Pierce Brosnan mouth on the cover. Dodgy Pierce Brosnan mouth. uh, I'll just read what Floppy's written here. Uh, A decent campaign which followed the movie quite well. It did. But it was way it was the way it revolutionised multiplayer shooters that made it uh, made it what it was made it what it was. So uh, that multiplayer was like put into the game two weeks before launch. Yeah, that's crazy. Like it was, uh, I think it was made by the devs so they could just mess around mm. uh, during you know downtime or whatever, and then they just put it in as a, a last last thing. Last thing, everyone. Last minute thing. Uh, also in there, but no longer being used, were uh, character selects of all the Bonds, like Sean Connery, yeah. George Lazenby. Um, and Pierce all of them Brosnan. were in them, but obviously they couldn't get the I almost, rights. I almost said Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> <laughs> that's a Pierce Brosnan I'd like. That's a Pierce Brosnan I'd like. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> we do the good. Oh. Uh, back to your thing. First appearance of scope rifles and multiplayer deathmatch. Clunky by today's standards. Yes, it is. Very it's much awful to play. I don't, try it. don't go back and try and play it. <laughs> so in order to strafe, you have to use the four yellow directional buttons. Yeah. Uh, and I got really good at it. Uh, like I was one of these players. who We played it so much on the... Fis, uh, fis, oh. See, in Perfect Dark, it's called the Felicity, but it, mm-hmm. uh, it's the Facility. Facility. In uh, GoldenEye. Uh, the spawn points, you yep. use proximity mines in your multiplayer matches and you go around and you just go to all the spawn points and put these proximity Place. mines. So you kill someone, they go to a spawn and then comes another spawn point and you just kill them. And I used to think I was really, really good. And I wasn't. Other people just thought you were an asshole. Well, they were the right. Uh, yeah, it did have a very big impact on today's uh, gaming. It still has a lot of fond memories. There was a remake on the Wii uh, where you so, got a golden controller. That's trash. They tried to put modern day mechanics behind it. Just lost everything. I didn't mind the campaign mode of it. Yeah, I didn't mind it, but it wasn't. It didn't have the. Uh, it didn't it, have the oomph that this look, one. It's had. nostalgia. Like Goldeneye is purely a nostalgia juice game. Yeah. Um, I love it. Who could forget the codes? DK oh. mode, paintball mode. We used to play Big paintball head mode? mode. Yeah, yeah, it was the DK mode. That was DK. Yeah, uh, amazing game. I, I can't say enough about it that uh, I, I haven't said before. It yeah, it's a great, great time for everyone. <laughs> Follow that up with a worse one that you probably played, and you actually own. Yeah. Uh, number, right, f- yep. This is number four worst game. The number one. This uh, is four, just for you, Floppy. Number four worst game <laughs> uh, on Floppy's disc. I've got it in my hand here. It is Street Fighter, the movie, the game. Uh, so, what can be said about this? Can uh, I just jump in? Yep. This is a game mm-hmm. made from a movie mm-hmm. made from a game. Yep. It's it's all kinds of meta. Uh, so this game came out... This was originally supposed to be Street Fighter 3. Was it now? It was, uh, until they realised how bad it was. <laughs> so Street Fighter, the movie, the game, is Street Fighter, but using digitised characters from the stars of the movie rather than their pixelated, uh, rather than pixelated cartoon sprites. Um, the result is <laughs> awful. Sit on Just your bicep. awful. Uh, it's funny how digitised... Actors worked so well in Mortal Kombat. Yep. Again, when, when they used people who actually knew martial arts. <laughs> it's and the technology didn't as well. work so well here. Yeah, I think there was only two legitimate martial artists, one of which was Jean-Claude Van Damme, and he was coked out of his face. He was either coked in, out of his brain or, or in so Minogue. far in Kylie Minogue. <laughs> <laughs> Just going to throw it out there. Though. Just like Jean-Claude Van Damme did. Yep. <laughs> 
This movie slash game is responsible for probably one of the most famous movie video game tie-in lines ever. Which oh, is? Wait, am I thinking of the Chun-Li movie? It might be the Tuesday No, no, quote. you're thinking of Raul Jewel where he talks to you. For you, the day Bison came to your town was the most impactful day of your life. For, me, for me, it was, it was a, was a Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah. yeah. Raul Juliet, for Raul as Raul Julia. He's for, a gift. For as bad as this film was... And him suffering from uh, stomach cancer. He was dying. Him. He was dying while filming this. this and he went last film. full out for it. Are you um, kidding? We, yeah. yeah. Uh, Dan Braden and I did a commentary to this. It's on our podcast feed somewhere. So you can actually queue it up and listen to us just rip crap on this awful, awful film. Uh, yeah. Bad film. I didn't follow any of your uh, notes here, Floppy. Sorry, but I had oh, look, yeah, had ridiculous overpowered combos, sloppy movement, wonky jumping, ugly special moves. Not to mention messed up hitboxes. Like, there was no good points about it. Awful game. And that's why I have it here in my collection. It's a good, bad movie. Bad, bad game. No, it's a bad, bad It's movie a bad, bad right. movie too. <laughs> uh, next one though. Number four, best game. This bad boy right here. Not this version, but this version is hard to play. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Uh, X-Men Origins Wolverine came out on the PS2, the PS3, the Xbox, the Wii, the DS, and the PSP. <laughs> Come out in everything in 2009. Uh, it was released at the same time as Hugh Jackman's film. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's the second actually, one, wasn't it? Well, uh, it's not X-Men the second. It's not. Oh, no, Wolverine no, no, Origins. X-Men, yeah. well, Wolverine Origins with yeah. the bad Deadpool. Yes, with the bad Deadpool. Right. I actually think this is better than the film. Well, that's not hard. No, I mean the film had great bits in it. It no. just had that shitty Deadpool. No, um, no, no. It, it really didn't. Go back and look at the CGI of his adamantine claws. It's quite oh, disgusting. I know. Uh, but this game was fantastic. So it loosely followed that movie and then added a whole heap of stuff into it as well. Um, it's a great hack and slash. It's got a well-told story. I think it's the best depiction in a video game as and possibly out of the, most of the movies as well as to how actual violent and how um, emotional Wolverine is. Mm-hmm. So when he loses it and goes full Wolverine, like he does that in this game and just rips... It's called a berserker rage. Thank you. I was trying to make it sound more cool. No, berserker rage. Berserker rage. When he goes full berserker rage, mm-hmm. uh, he will just rip monumentous amounts of people apart in this thing. Cars, trucks, planes, bridges full of natives. Um, yeah, it is awesome. It is like the comic book has come to life with it and then added an R rating to it. Nice. It's really easy to control. The The actual um, combat is really, really fluid. Mm-hmm. Similar to like the Batman stuff that they did years later, but not quite as good. Um, great graphics for the time. Had a like a Bioshock mutagen style upgrade system where you could upgrade your abilities and things like that and do cooler combos and cooler moves and you had unlockable costumes that got you different costumes from the comics and the movies and stuff like that A1 game if you get it on anything get it on the PS3 it's just going to look better Mm. play a bit nice awesome game Mm. awesome Mm. movie tie-in game Mm. can't wait for uh, as we are robots said in the chat the Insomniac's Wolverine game coming out very well not very soon not very soon it'll come out at some point in time probably next year I don't think it'll be this year next year maybe Maybe. hopefully at a stretch um, number three worst game. We don't talk about it. Yeah, okay, I can't so actually talk about two. it. Number two. Uh, worst, worst game number three, well done, Anto, is Fight Club. Now, this was a PS2 and OG Xbox come out in 2004. Why is oh, Wolverine look, in it? I know. It, that's the bartender guy, but it fully looks like Wolverine or a cheap version of Wolverine. I think that's supposed to be Jared Leto's character. Uh, so this, you play as an original character fighting your way to be the right-hand man of Tyler Durden. Uh, it's buggy. It's got mm-hmm. shitty graphics. Mm-hmm. It's got terrible controls. Mm-hmm. Um, 
worst thing about it though, this is a it is obviously a really quick cash grab based on a no. film that is about anti-consumerism. No. Yeah. Video games would never do that. But it's weird. So it is a really quick thrown together shitty made game to get cash based on a film that is all about not that at all. Uh, speaking of which, have you heard about the Chinese edit of Fight Club that they show? No. So, so it just three scenes? It, it doesn't show the, the end scene. Uh, instead, oh. a title comes up and it says, Tyler Durden was apprehended by the authorities where he was oh. taken to a blah, blah, blah and discovered he was wrong in what he did. He's now a, a model <laughs> citizen of society. <laughs> That's how it ends. This flashcard comes up instead of all the buildings blowing. Can I say this game has one redeeming factor? Uh, there is an unlockable skin of Fred Durst from Link Biscuit, whom you can then unlock, play as, and purposely lose and watch him get the shit kicked out of him. There you go. Yep. One redeeming factor. <laughs> I mean, the footage we're seeing just makes me think someone was told, hey, go make Tekken. Yeah. And make it out of Fight Club. Yeah. Um, number three, do you want to do number three? Because oh, you, you're all about this. Oh, as a special um, thing, we're going to unbox Ben's... No, we're not. <laughs> Don't. We've been through this. I've sworn at you many times. Uh, what Three I have in my hot already. little hands is the uh, the complete edition of the limited run version of Scott Pilgrim vs. The World, the game. This game, my God, what a wonderful, wonderful experience this is. Originally, it came out on the 360, and I think the PS3 is a digital-only yes. release. It was taken off the store due to rights. 2010? Uh, yeah, I believe so. I had it on there. Uh, very heavily inspired by uh, River City Rampage, which is an mm. excellent series of games. Uh, something that the creator of Scott Pilgrim, Brian Lee O'Malley, was also a huge fan of. He's a big fan of retro gaming because I think he's a little bit older than us. So, grew up in that period. Oh, yeah, I know, right? Uh, but yeah, th everything about this game is fantastic. The six-bit uh, tunes by, um, what's the band? Anamana... Uh, Anna Managuchi. Anna uh, they did the uh, soundtrack for it based off the songs from the movie. Uh, wonderful. Wonderful game. Cannot recommend it enough. I, uh, regular people who watched the show would have seen where we learnt about this and we got all excited. Uh, and uh, yeah, we, I, we all made a pact to go and get the physical edition and only I Dan and out. I did. <laughs> like Dan got the record uh, with it and I, I just got the complete edition and which ben I've left it sealed. refuses to open his so that I can see what's inside. No, we can go on the internet and have a look what's Floppy. inside. My copy at home is open. Next time you come over, just have a look at it. Yeah. Mm, thanks, Anto. Yeah, do that. That's what a real friend does. Now stay away from my shit. <laughs> anyway. Uh, do you know that it was only uh, over the last few years that I found out that it was not the game first? I thought it was the game first. Oh, really? No, it was a comic. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, sorry. I thought Series it was a game before comics. the movie. Right. I didn't realise the movie came, came out first. the same time. Yeah. yeah. Great film as well. Which is why it's become a movie tie-in. It has. All right. What have we got next for? Do you want to do, do, you want to do number two, oh, worst? Do I have to? Yes. All right. Number two, worst, Catwoman. <laughs> um... It, it's Halle Berry. She's scantily clad because, you know, early 2000s. Yeah, whatever. Move on. <laughs> Can I just say, have you ever seen footage of this game? I, I, I try to stay away from anything. So. It is... If you see gameplay footage, it is the worst. I don't want to. They literally... The climbing... Look at that! That's a cutscene. <sighs> they have spent all of their budget on making sure that her curves are okay and on nothing else. She didn't even. She refused to put her voice. Like Halle Berry refused to put her voice towards this because she was right already so. embarrassed enough about the film, which she went in person to accept her Razzie Award for. Good on her. Yeah, she owned Good it. She her. owned how bad that film was. 
Um, yeah, the movie is... Uh, sorry, the game is worse than the movie, and the movie was shocking. Mm. I mean, this is just what happens when you take an IP and you make titillation the point of the product. Like, whatever, enjoy what you're going to enjoy, but at the same time, don't ruin other things by putting it where it's not necessary? Yeah. That's my life rule. Don't put it where it's not necessary. Get out of a lot of trouble. Number two best game... Yes. Is The Chronicles of Riddick Escape from Butcher Bay. Uh, this came out in the 360 and on Windows in 2003. And later on, it was ported to uh, PS3, I believe, as a remastered edition with Dark Athena, I think it was called. Uh, this is a first-person shooter where Riddick must escape a prison using stealth and Riddick-style violence. So this is set as a prequel to Pitch Black. Mm-hmm. Um, it Fantastic is great. Movie. It is really well written. I think... Uh, I think I might be wrong in this. I think Vin Diesel did the cameo in Tokyo Drift to get the rights to Riddick to be able to make this and to be able to make the next film. I think. I'm not a fan of Vin Diesel. You don't have to be. He's making enough money. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you'll sleep. Uh, I really like the Riddick films. Uh, I really like the Fast and Furious films, but for different reasons. Um, this you is really, really good. like bald men, right? Some of them. <laughs> <laughs> I get the subtweet. <laughs> uh, uh, this had great story writing in it. Mm. Like, it was a really good story. It was a great mix of um, first person shooters. It was a great mix of stealth, getting to use your your shined eyes and things like that to be able to see in the dark. Uh, really enjoyable gameplay. I feel like it was a better game than the film that was brought out at the same time, which was the second Riddick film. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, if you ever get a chance on 360, play this really solid, really well done. Made from Vin Diesel's uh, production company. Cool. All right. Let's quickly roll through uh, your honorable mentions. So I've got some honorable mentions for the worst ones. Uh, Enter the Matrix. Terrible. Uh, Thor, God of Thunder. Rotten. Uh, Back to the Future from 1989. I've actually got that game. You shouldn't. I'm a Back to the Future fan. Uh, is that the one where Marty goes up against hamburgers? I think so. So you really know the story like behind three that? Three copies of... Fluoro. Yeah, so the reason he went up against hamburgers is because the uh, company who was made it was outsourced to a, uh, I think, a Chinese company and they had no idea what Back to the Future was about. <laughs> so they just like put like hamburgers attacking him. <laughs> uh, what is this about? I don't know. Put hamburgers in it. Yeah. That's safe. Yep. All right, honorable mention. There is one other honorable mention, and this is an en- one that is on every other worst game list. Mm-hmm. And I haven't included it on mine. Oh. So ET for the Atari. That's I didn't put false. Up, I didn't, no, I'm going to tell you why. Good. I didn't put it on my worst game list. It's on every other worst game list. That was made by one guy mm-hmm. who was given five weeks. Yep. And it's not a bad game. Yeah, there's a bug in it. Where he you can't made a shitty game, but yep. he made a game in five weeks. Yep. And it was released. Yep. Yeah, it was a shitty game. It was made in five weeks. You want to play it? I've got it right over there. I know. Ant's got it too. Um, I didn't put it on this because I think all the games that are here have had actual proper development time mm-hmm. and still produce shitty games. Correct. That dude had one guy, five weeks, made a game. And he also made Yars Revenge. So, you know, back off. Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't put it in this. I put it as an honorable mention because, yes, it's a shitty game, but it didn't make this list for reasons. Uh, so the number one worst game, movie tie-in game. Brrr. Charlie's Angels for the PS2 and the GameCube. Agreed. It is horrible. This was actually slated to come out on Xbox and Windows. And I think. And they went, no, no thanks. No, Game Boy Advance. This is the movie. And it got canned because it was so shit. (laughs) What the hell? So the 
It, listen, it has a bad plot. The graphics suck. Combat is shit. Uh, the enemies are rubbish. Uh, you can run into invisible walls because they didn't finish the game. <laughs> so some of the areas you'll just hit apart. Can't go there. And it's, it's an open part of a room or something like that. They spend a tremendous amount of time in unnecessary bikinis as well because gross. Mm. 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 Charlie's Angels. Don't do it. All right, so what's the best part? All right, honorable mentions for the best. You've heard me talk about Speed Racer. That's in there. Spider-Man 2 on the GameCube. Great game, but I think is overshadowed by the new one. Yeah. But not based well, on... Well, I think the new one wouldn't exist without that game. Correct. Uh, Ghostbusters 2009, because that was written by Dan Aykroyd and Harold Ramis and his fantastic game. Uh, the Warriors, Good which game. was a PS2 prequel to Come the movie. Out and play. Can you dig it? Uh, and Peter Jackson's King Kong, surprisingly. Great really? game. Really? Yes. Yeah. I've seen this on GameCube so many times and purposely Dude, didn't buy it. Buy it. Well, I'm going to have to. It's now. actually good. It's wow. actually good. But the number one best game, I've spoken about it a lot because we all know this is my list and, and my favorites are getting on there, uh, is Alien Isolation on the PS4, Xbox uh, One, 360, and PS3. I freaking love this game. I've talked about it heaps on the show. I've. Every time it's on a deal, I breathe it up to tell people to buy it. This was a benchmark in survival horror game. It takes place in between the first and second movie. Is canon. Um, the alien and robots have like this unique AI. They don't follow predetermined path. It is scary as shit. They learn from how you play the game. Uh, it has an amazing graphics. The, the production company got three terabytes of data from the crew that made the original film to design it. No kidding, really? Yes, yeah. Oh, Dude, that's great. This is unreal. And I have played this now on my new TV and it's, it looks phenomenal for a game that came out in 2014. It actually looks really atmospheric. It is. This is the most atmospheric game I've ever played. They had a uh, psychologist who deals with uh, sound and how it scares you or lack of sound as a, um, what is that word? When you work on a project. Um, anyway, working on the project so that the sound, the sound terrifies you. They even have a mode that if you had a PS4 camera or an Xbox One Connect, it listened to the room, and if you made too much noise, the alien could hear you and would come and get you. Oh, man. I found that really? out hard yeah, way. You could prank people playing by running into the room and being like, blah, yeah. blah, 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 and it would come and find the person playing. Oh, I, was hiding in a, I was hiding in a cupboard for like 20 minutes, and the alien was prowling around the room outside me, and, uh, and uh, someone in the house came in the room and spoke. The thing turned around, ripped open the cupboard door, and just destroyed me. That's amazing. Wow. This game is atmospheric. It is great storytelling. It is survival horror at its best. Please play it. Well, we've been Hacked the Dino, and this is our gaming cast where we talk about the past, present, and future of video games. But that isn't all we do. Floppy. Yes. What else do you do? Uh, no, not a whole lot. No, uh, no but I, one of the things I do is I occasionally, when I remember and find time and amongst my busy life, uh, I throw things up on Instagram at Floppy Plays Games. Uh, you can see, gen lately it's been pickups, not so much things that I've been playing. Oh, I, uh, I, had a, I had quite a few pickups over sort of the Christmas period. Yeah, because uh, we had uh, that kind gentleman who was selling his entire collection, of which we all benefited from. Yes, yes, we did. So it's pays not what you know, it's who you know. Uh, I picked up a PSP Go in the box, which is working. I'm looking forward to having some fun with that. You going to uh, jailbreak it? Uh, of course I am. Excellent. Because uh, the PSP store is shut. Yep. And it's a digital console. Correct. <laughs> what the hell else am I going to do with it? Uh, I picked up some cool GameCube games. Um, ZooCube, what a, 
what a what a minty fresh game that one. Mm. Uh, but also, yeah, another PSP. So I had quite the PSP finds. My uh, Simpsons PSP uh, game, some PS One games, and some three sixty and other stuff. So yeah, I've had, I picked up some really cool stuff lately. Really happy, and I'm not going to be playing any of it because I've got Horizon Forbidden West. Yay, Anto. Yeah, it's a podcast, buddy. You got to talk. Yep. Yeah, you got to use that old word hole. Where else can we find you, Anto? You can find me at uh, this place. Hang on. Again, it's a podcast, buddy. You you, you got to you got to say words. Yeah, I know. I'm just I'm struggling because I'm tired. Leave me alone. He <laughs> does work ridiculous. Um, you hours. can find me over on Instagram at yo it's Anto. Um, I do basically what Floppy does. I occasionally remember that I buy things um, <laughs> and. Also post stuff about anti-NFTs and crypto, because I think it's all BS that's going to kill the planet. Look oh, absolutely it is. Uh, it's 100% the world's biggest scam. Look at that minty fresh copy of Final Fantasy VII. How many of those have you got now? Uh, I have two black label releases. This one is the nicer looking of them. Nice. Um, I've also got the platinum release, which is code as copy, but we've merged our collections together. Hang on. Where, 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 there I go. Um, I've also got the Japanese release um, of the original Japanese release, which didn't have the super bosses, and I've got an international release, which has the limited um, Advent Children art on the discs themselves. Do you have the PC release? Uh, yes. The big box? Uh, at home, somewhere in a big box. Yep. Uh, King Kaiju had one. So I think I have... Psst, hang on. Six physical copies, um, and I also own it digitally on... <laughs> PSP, PS3, PS4, copy? Switch. Um, yeah, I just like Final Fantasy VII. Do you have a physical copy, Ben? Of what? Final Fantasy VII. No, I only like good games. I feel like... <laughs> I feel like knowing what this is worth to the video game industry, you could possibly swap a, a, a double of your Final Fantasy VII for, I don't know, maybe a DS. No, he couldn't. <laughs> he really couldn't. It's impossible. There's no way to do it. No way to do it. But one thing you can do is head on over to Bad Game Arts. That's Bad Game Art with an S on the end because Bad Game Art was taken. Uh, where I put up some of the worst video game oh. art that the world has ever seen. And being a video game historical person, I like to preserve the things that are really, really important. So let's start with our friend Ryu there. This is a statue that's coming out very, very soon. Has he got eight people's muscles in his arm? Yeah, yep, they're just making up muscles now for him. Look at his arm. Look at his arm. It looks like a tied up turkey. It looks like a bread roll's got stuck up there. <laughs> that dude's like really... What his... is that? He's just injecting I'm carbs now. Sure these muscles... Don't exist. No, like the only time you'll see this ever is if you see people injecting synthol into their arms. Yeah, incorrectly. It's a muscle on top of a muscle. So you can buy that statue if you like and look at the horrendous nature. Um, the next gross. piece of art that I have got up there is, of course, oh, this is the most flagrant disregard of uh, false game advertising I've ever seen. It's the Atari game that you've got there, Anto. Uh, 3D Tic-Tac-Toe, which depicts for our podcast listeners, of course, if you head on over to Bad Game Arts on Instagram, you can see this. Uh, a uh, young child with a space dog wearing Astro helmets playing four levels of tic-tac-toe against a robot but that isn't the most offensive thing in this picture why no the most offensive thing is that robot's left arm look at that thing what, what is going on with that left arm is it broken it I, I don't know if it's broken i don't know if he he's just like 
it's a small thing. It's a small arm. It's disproportionate. And I am personally insulted by it. And Atari owes me money. Wow. For looking at that. That's pretty bad. Uh, you know what's not bad? I found the coolest guy in the world. Joe Blade. His name's Joe Blade. He's got an, his name is the logo, Joe Blade, and it's got bullet holes in it. <laughs> it's got a freaking dagger sticking out the top of it. He's running through a medieval castle with this big-ass <laughs> shotgun with the longest freaking turret I've ever seen, yeah. firing at this turret. green blob. He's, his sleeves are rolled up. He's ready for fucking action, this guy. Good old Joe Blade's going to come and mess you up. Freaking Joe Blade on the spectrum, everyone. I met... I met a guy with a really cool name. Was it Joe Blade? No, it was Benny Chad. Thomas. It was Chad King. No, uh, douchey name. He's no Joe Blade. And finally... What the hell is that? Pajama Rama for the 48K ZX Spectrum, or as I've put it, oh, look, someone vomited. Uh, this is quite possibly the worst art I've ever seen. I think my daughter, when she was five years old, drew something a lot more impressive than this. It depicts an old man, I guess you'd call it, um, with, with three pupils, uh, sitting down, <laughs> uh, having his way with, I think, a cabbage in a raincoat. I'm not sure what's going on here. Have you never had your way with a, rabbit, a cabbage in a raincoat? No. Well, no, mate, I you are I missing have, out. I'm, yeah, well, you know, there's, there's things I just don't... Uh, oh, fuck this art. Like, I, it's hurting my eyes. Can like, I say, yeah, from this... Sorry, from this angle, there's a, there's a camera in front of us which blocks my view of the television or mm -hmm. a part of it. Mm -hmm. So when I do this, I can see that that's a chair leg or a table leg. Mm -hmm. From my view here, it looks like a person's leg and it looks like the rocket is shooting out of a groin. It is. It could be. I don't know. The art's so bad, I can't tell what the F is going on. We Are Robots just asked, is this Sonic's dad? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Well, it explains the shoes, doesn't it? Anyway, we've been Hack the Dino. This has been our gaming cast. Please head on over to hackthedino.com and follow everything that we do. Do, and then we'll follow you and everything you do. Every breath you take, every step you make, every I'll child you fake. What? You. What? Jesus. <laughs>